Bulletproof Mindset, Scotland's number one health, fitness and entertainment podcast. So if you ever wondered what is powerlifting, why is, why should you be doing it, should you be doing it, then we cover that off in today's episode. We also go into what is the difference between powerlifting, weightlifting, bodybuilding, strongman, because it all sounds like the same thing to general population. Yeah. So we went into the backstory of how powerlifting started, how it is in today's day and age, how you can even get into powerlifting if you want to, how programming works, and just the overall benefits to it. So with that being said, we'll not waste too much time in this intro, but before we get into today's episode, there's going to be a link below to a beginner powerlifting po program. There is also a free workout program that you can download made by myself and James, so you can check that out below. This will get you into lifting in general, and then if you really love that, you can even think about starting to get into powerlifting slowly but surely. And as always, before we get into today's episode, if you haven't already, the best way you can support the show is by leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. <clears throat> powerlifting then, the daddy of sports, uh -huh. according to James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, when I was doing a wee bit of research for this, quite a lot of hate, man. But for powerlifting, ah, it gets quite a lot of hate. It does, it does. It gets mainly a lot of hate because of the people who used to yeah. promote it back in the day. So that's one thing that I was that I saw about it that you have your old school powerlifting, which was all equipped. Yeah, and I yeah, yeah, and I heard yeah. people like uh, so is it barbell brigade? He's West, West Side barbell. No, the the I think uh, I'm going to get this so wrong. Uh, he's Asian or ah, he's Asian. Uh, yeah, ah, he's yeah, 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 you know. So he was saying that some of the old school powerlifters. If you don't compete or if you don't lift um with suits and all that in, it's no they don't believe that is powerlifting. Aye, it's just aye. that old school mindset. Aye, aye. It's quite nice. It's like that Louis Louis Simmons and Westside Barbell, you heard them? Aye, aye. Aye, class. so they were like they were like a cult, mate. Uh, mate, it is. A pure cult. Do you see like they were like the CrossFit cult, but no powerlifting's no as much aye, it's evolved, man. No as much like that anymore. Mm. So I for like anybody listening, powerlifting uh, people. Let's break it down. Eh? People don't know what it is. Break it down. I seen a PT the other day saying weightlift, uh, saying whether you're a bodybuilding and show the bodybuilder, whether you're powerlifting and show, show the weightlifter. The weightlifter yeah. And I was like, mate, you're a PT. How the fuck do you know the difference between weightlifting and powerlifting? It's not even semi similar. But people listen going weightlifting is that no what we are doing in the gym? Do you know what I mean? Aye. So powerlifting is if you talk about it in the actual context of the sport. You have a day, and you squat three times, and you uh, bench three times, and you deadlift three times, and you try and get the highest total in your class. Are you? I seen a video, and I didn't. Uh, I actually meant to look into this further. Are you judged on anything else? So one says that you're you're judged on the control you have over the barbell, no. the depth you have in the squat, and the grip strength. Like you're judged on points. No. No. No, no, just no. Clean lift or no? But just, I guess that I would clean be lift or no clean lift. I guess that would be if the lift is pass or fail. I guess. What do you mean? Like if a bench is too quick because you're not allowed to push off until they give you the, the command. The, aye, the command. Like yeah, <laughs> I can see why. Oh god, daddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we can go. We can go on to that, but we may as well take it back. Right. I dumb it. Dumb it all the way down for me. Right. Dumb it all the way. In all honesty. I knew what powerlifting was before. I knew the difference between powerlifting and weightlifting. Yeah. But I was of the perception that it was different to strength training, I guess. You could argue in a way it is. But I thought powerlifting was you have to go in and compete. And it doesn't really mean that at all. The training no, style. Not so much these no. days, no, no. No. 
Maybe back in the day, I probably think would. To, for me to be like a proper powerlifting coach, I've sort of to compete every many times. It's like being a bodybuilding yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah, I have to compete. It's like being a fitness coach, you kind of need to play the game a little to, bit. You and need to play the game. So, like, I will need to compete to even try and get into that little realm. Obviously, I've made a powerlifting program, but it's a beginner, like, and it's got it's got to be got to be cheap you know I think I mean? even got... before we get into this for you guys who are maybe tuning into because we've got we got a lot of new audience towards this end of the show and if you've not went back and listened to the early episodes so i'm sitting at about 96 95 kilo you're what about 80 odd 83 84 83 and if you look at the two of us i would fall into the category of more bodybuilder but james is james is strong as fuck like getting there. I, I don't well you say getting there i know your goal is always going to be to push it higher but yeah a lot of people underestimate the look that you perceive <laughs> and what you can lift <laughs> aye, aye. so what is your lift saturday now uh so going into this next strength block the 255 will be my deadlift mm. to start a uh, 115 will be on my bench which is the weakest lift which mm. has always been my weakest lift but i'm trying to change that try to change that perception we spoke about this like Ah, you can say you're shite at something, but if you keep saying you're shite at it, you're going to be worse at it, because you've yeah. got to go into the sessions and you're going, I'm not very good at this anyway. Which is funny, because just less than a year ago, your bench was, you didn't have a good 100. No. You had a kind of shaky 100, and you had an, what is it, okay-ish 90. Aye, aye. And then the other day, you've just hit 105 quite comfortably for three. <laughs> so the, stri- the structure, and we'll get into the structure of the programme. Yeah. What's your squat? What do you think your squat's at now? So my high bar squat's about 185. Mm-hmm. So that means my, ha- my low bar's over 200 and high bar and low bars just where the bar sits so mm. with a high bar squat you're always going to be a little bit stronger because you're you're dry and you're going to be a, a, a more quad dominant so you're going to actually be a little bit weaker yeah typically yeah, yeah depending on what you're training but a low bar is what a lot of lifters use aye, it's because, a lot more posterior chain aye because you can use a lot more muscles basically aye, yeah, you're fighting, you've got you've got a better grounded stance as well and shorter range of motion yeah, yeah. It's almost like a leg press when you think about it. Yeah. It's not a, a standing up leg press. Aye, ah, yeah, it's so, it's, it's so, it feels so different. I was doing them yesterday. I How done one foot. I felt all right, like... A wee bit of twinge? No, no twinge. I was just like, I was consistently overthinking it. Right. Do you know what I mean? You're thinking... Of, uh, do you know? Think? Do you feel like the power of the brain? I used to think this with my back acne. Mate. I would look at a spot in my back, and and like, you know, an area in my back that was clear, and i go, how, how can... How can my spots all gather on this side of my back and know there? And I'd wake up the next day, lo and behold, the spots yeah. start to appear there. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I started saying to myself, can my spots just know all go in my arse cheeks? <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> see, the, see, the power of cultures is one of the things that I would say is like, this is pure woo-woo shite, right? This is absolute woo-woo shite. But what I say to myself before a big day, if I've, if I've slept three hours, slept six hours, slept seven hours, I'll get if I get in this culture, I will lift this weight, or I will get this lift. Talking or, dirty to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, like if I if, I, if you don't do this, you like you won't get it. And I'll be like, I get it right, and then but I'll, if I'm feeling like really like kind of tired, I'm like, right, you need to stay in here longer so you can get this. And then you go and you're like, right, I'll get this today. I'll get this today because I usually train quite early. If I'm training late, mate, that motivation's gone by that point. So whatever you're doing, man, the coaches, you can convince yourself otherwise. No matter if it's lifting <laughs> or something else, you can convince yourself different. Jump in the coaches and you are ready to go. Hmm. Good. What's the point of that there? No, I was just, just saying like, no, so ah, I was, was kind of saying, the power, the, mind. Your power, power of your mindset and, and what goes into that. So so you are, you've gravitated, not from the start of your journey, but definitely at a point in life now that, that you absolutely love that stuff. And we yeah. talk about it all the time. 
um, which we'll probably get into in today's episode, that those lifts, the squat, bench, deadlifts, is fundamental key movements for, for any person mm-hmm. is a good place to start. Yeah. So take us through then, powerlifting then, um, it's three lifts. Forget the competitive side, like what is it in its nutshell when it comes to training? Is it is it just going over those three lifts constantly? Aye, you always start on the three lifts at the start. It's funny because people enjoy the little identity. And now they've got to the point like you just squatting, you just deadlift and you just bench. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. So is there any accessory work typically involved? Aye, a lot of accessory work. And does that come down to the skill in the eye of the coach then? Usually I So obviously I'm just doing a programme now, but it's just working on every muscle that's, used in the lifts so like in the deadlift you've got your hamstrings so you do want some hamstring work in the bench you've got a lot of tricep work do you know what i mean even if you're doing it with it like, even if you're going quite wide and you're taking the tricep with it you still got a lot of tricep at the end of a bench mm. so you're wanting strong triceps do you know what i mean so you're doing a lot of tricep work with squats deadlifts and bench you want strong upper back so you always have a lot of upper back work so you go you look at it and go you just need a strong body mm. do you know what i mean so if you've got a weak part in your body, say you really struggle to get that upper back tight and all the lifts, then you've got to do a little bit more upper back work. What is it you love about it? That feeling of lifting heavy, mate. Mm. There's nothing like it. Do you know that way? Like, see, it was people come up to you in the gym and go, fuck, you're lifting that? And I'm like, aye, 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 aye. And I was like, this is only the start to. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. People will be like, fuck, man, that's crazy. And it's one of the things that's quite easy to get into if you want to get into it. Do you know what I mean? There's a low barrier to entry. Oh, you've got a lot of exposure to other lifts, so... Yeah, you're already doing quite a lot of stuff. You just need to change up your training and then you can go, right, I can get a lot stronger than everybody else in this gym. And everybody will go, that's fucking cool. And you'll be like, that is cool. Like, you'll you'll know in yourself, you're like, fuck, that's cool. And it does get to a point where you're like, well, you're only doing it for yourself now. Because it doesn't, you you don't give a fuck what anybody else is thinking. Mm. But you will get some people going... That's, that's an insane lift and it, it does give you that you do get to have the insane lifts at a not so high cost Sorry. do you know what I mean there's no high cost oh the train is hard yeah like I won't lie the train is hard the train is harder than a lot of people will think you need you still need to eat well because you need to fit in a weight class back in the day like 20 30 years ago the weight classes weren't as big a thing because people were like just putting as much weight as possible and uh, competing in higher weight class because it wasn't as competitive. Everybody thinks, see when I think of bodybuilders, I think of big Gandalf looking motherfuckers, big just <laughs> baldy, bearded, big ass people with big bellies as well. So I mean, why, why was why was that the case? Do you think it was just wasn't more that, mass moves mass? Uh, it was mass moves mass. So it was about moving the most amount of mass, and it wasn't that competitive. So the smaller weight classes didn't have a lot of people in them. Mm. So people would just go, right, let's put on a lot of weight and, and compete in the higher weight class. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so so comparison then, powerlifting, we'll get into training in a wee sec. What's the difference between powerlifting and weightlifting and powerlifting and strongman? So, I mean, weightlifting. For anybody out there who's like, I, I thought I lift weight. weights. Uh, <laughs> that's I'm, it. I'm a weightlifter. That's what it is. <laughs> people, people will be like, ah, you're a weightlifter. Oh, you're the one of the weightlifters. What? Because you're a PT. <laughs> or, oh, you're that, you do bodybuilding? I'm like, ah, no, 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 no. Ne- no many people do bodybuilding either. But weightlifting is your snatch, including jerk. That's it. Hmm. That's the two, you do the two lifts. That's it. Don't do anything else. Uh, we'll maybe do another episode on weightlifting because see if you look at the bodies that these guys build with those two movements, right. it's incredible. Aye. However, 
I would argue that for majority population, you don't need to get to that stage where a more realistic approach, squatting, benching and deadlifting, why I think it's so powerful that everyone learns those movements. Everyday life, you mm-hmm. bend over and pick something up, deadlift. Everyday life, you're going to, you might not have the um, exposure of pushing, but you don't, if you don't have that exposure, you're going to lose the ability to press when you think about pressing or, get, I think you're getting out the pool, right, on holiday. And that's because those muscles for most people are particularly weak. Aye. And then squatting every day, you're sitting up, you're moving your your legs to sitting sitting up off a chair. So Aye. that's and, and I would argue there's a couple other movements, but when it comes down to that, that's why I think that. So what's strongman then? Strongman is just fucking move as much shit as you can everywhere. <laughs> Put a lorry on his uh, back. <laughs> that's what is in it. There's some big ass stones. Strongman's like usually like six events in a day, right? Something like that in it. It's mm. like six events mm. over the course of an event, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. see who can get the most weight. That's it. There's one class. Oh no. There's a few more classes. There's different classes coming out. There are still that different classes thing. coming out, like 80 kilo, 90 kilo, but it's it strongman's in the powerlifting old era because mm. they still only care about the that one. I, I feel like it's all the old school powerlifters that went, these wee new fucking bastards are lifting all these stuff raw. Aye. Let's fucking chuck in Aye. a couple other movements, see if you can do that raw. <laughs> Aye. So w- powerlifting was, you'll probably read this anyway, powerlifting was made by weightlifters. In the 1950s, because like, this is too technical for most people mm. to get into. Like, this is far, like, weightlifting is so technical, and the reason weightlifting is in the Olympics, so people will have seen weightlifting, so if you've seen people lifting weights in the Olympics, that's weightlifting. Yeah. They do a snatch, a clean and jerk. It's basically, they're lifting the bar up and then pressing it above their head, and so it's, it's like fucking lifting heavy-ass weight from the floor above your head, and that's the that's the two-end range. And when it comes to weightlifting, the people getting into weightlifting these days are, mate, you're like, that, mm. that guy's 30. No, 18. You know what's ironic about this? 1950s, the the best minds of the business are going, this, this is too technical for most people. Yeah. And then CrossFit comes in and goes, Sandra, yeah, never lifted weights before. Snatch that bar. Get your arse here, here. Let's snatch fucking get that snatch bar, here. man. So, yeah, and, and that is the importance of programming. And yeah. Working through it. Like, we're at areas of our life where we've deadlifted with squats, we've got a good understanding of technique. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't write it off for any of my clients. Um, but for me, I'm like, right, okay, I, I'd quite like to learn the skill of a snatch and a, an overhead press. Um, just because I'm curious, I'm in this, this is my this is my industry at the end of the day. And who would I be if I don't try something? I've tried everything else. So I may as well kind of, as I've got my youth and all that sort of stuff, then I may as well, I may as well try that. Aye. Um, so sorry, bye, back to, so the 1950s then, they kind of broke down these movements, and this, this is the three movements they came to. That's what the three movements they came to, and all like, well, these are untechnical, so a lot of the general public will be able to start competing in this sport. And uh, I think it really blew up in like the 1970s, 70, mid 70s, because uh, that was when Ed Cohn, you, you've heard him, haven't you? Mm-hmm. So he was the first, like, he was one of the likest to total over 2,000 pounds. Oh, in an event uh, so he's like still I didn't realise it was 2000 that's crazy isn't it? ah it's fucking insane mate do you think this is pre-PDs no this PDs they were, you think so they were yeah, taking PDs yeah. back then yeah. I, I absolutely think mate they all <laughs> and these days like powerlifting are they taking steroids who knows it's hard, it's hard to argue in this day and age aye, aye. people who just knows? I think you need to look at the character and if you feel they've got a lot of integrity then you need to trust their word mm-hmm. you, you honestly do like you could I mean, we know people and we can speculate all day long, but ultimately if they are, if they see us as good friends and they have a good relationship with us and they say they're not, then who am I to say they aren't? Like, it doesn't bother me 
So if they choose to lie about it, it's going to be more fucking detrimental to their mental health aye, aye, to aye. keep up that lie for the rest of their life. Aye. Um, so let's talk about the the journey of powerlifting then. So you've got, when this is coming out, equipped mm -hmm. and unequipped wasn't really a thing back in the day, wasn't it? No, no so let, let, it's hard to explain this without people getting confused. So equipped lifting is, right, this is why I hate gym lifts. Because people that like, I squat this, I'm like, you've got wraps on your knee, right? <laughs> and if, Jay, if you're listening, <laughs> your squatters don't count, mate. He's going to come back in here. Right? If you, if you wrap your fucking leg press, if you wrap your squats, you're just fucking adding a good amount on your total. So we spoke about this right in the early days of our episodes. So you don't believe that's a squat then? You don't no. believe that counts as it's your squat? It's an equipped squat. Right, okay. It's an equipped squat. Nah. You're like, you're adding. So I, fo I followed this... Like, it was when I first started getting into lifting again. And there was this, so there was a Danish boy, he was 16. And there was a Danish girl, she was 17. And I was like, these fucking people are strong at this age. I'm like, this is when I started going. What are they feeding him? Aye, what the <laughs> fuck are they doing, man? And uh, so she had like a 140 squat, uh, just with sleeves. And then our equipped lift with uh, knee, knee wraps was at 195. Right, so break that down for people, for us dum-dums that are right, yeah, I'm saying dum-dums that are like no no I, no it I does need dumb done aye because when That's you, how really you first in, as much as I was in this but I'd just seen wraps and sleeves and you just assumed it was the same thing no and you were like no that adds a good fucking 10, 15, 20 kilos to your lift in some cases so if you wrap it well it'll add a lot so say elasticity if I can't aye, say aye. the word so basically when people wrap up they struggle to walk aye so when they get down in that end range it's like a wee spring it just springs them back up whereas when you're using a, a sleeve, like, you can still go like that and you'll have a wee bit of tension, but when you've got two on a kill on your back, it's not doing the same, like, sleeves are so, not. So in fairness, you still need a good bit of strength, even with the wraps, in, in a way, you still you need to have a, a technical ability and whatnot. What's the point of it? What's the point? So Sleeves and wraps. Because back in the day, so the reason they got, uh, and it, the reason they changed from weightlifting to powerlifting as well was they wanted something that, so obviously weightlifting is too technical, but it's no a sign of pure strength. Because he can be super, super technical and he can be less technical but stronger and no be able to snatch as much. Right. So, like, we want a pure display of strength. So wanted more measurements of... Just pure strength. And it's kind of went away for that now because, obviously, you've got, like, like extreme technical ability. But, aye, so raps can add 40, 50 kilo into your squat. That much, you think so? Oh, absolutely. You played about with them? Nah, because I'll never do that. Cause you feel like you're cheating? I just would never, I just don't, I, no, I just don't, I would never enjoy that. Like, Do you I, think that's where injuries come from? Nah, because you need to get used to still lifting. So if I've got a 140 squat and I put wraps on, I can maybe squat 150, but give me three months a practicing lifting with them. That's the biggest mistake everyone makes with equipment in general. I wear a belt They just that. think, oh, I can put a belt on, I can now lift this. I can put wraps on, I can now lift this. I can, whatever it may be, when that's how you end up getting injured because mm. you're not... You're not trained with that style of equipment because it's a different feeling, even for your belt. Yeah. Um. I don't wear belts, but I know if I have to put a belt, my lifts have to come down first mm. before I can get my lifts stronger because I'm no used to it. Aye. Now, I've got the experience where I've played a bit with belts. I know the difference of what I'm pushing for, but I still wouldn't say I was an expert in it. No. So I would need like a, I could probably adapt it within two or three weeks of training. Yeah. But for your, for most people, it's going to, it's going to be a prolonged period of time. Aye. So equipped then, you've got knee wraps. Let's just go into the full lifts, right, and how Aye. they work, because it can be quite confusing. So when it comes to equipped lifting, obviously you've got a squat bench deadlift. So on a, an equipped lift, on a squat, you've got a squat suit, 
which helps you stand up. You've got knee wraps, which help you stand up. And obviously you've got wrist wraps, you're allowed them in any any of the lifts. But in an equipped lift, you get a monolift. So you don't need to walk out with it. You right, just so you pop just stand up, up and it pulls it out for you. You don't need to like do the walk, do the walk, do the heavy walkout, and then you squat and then one lift comes back in. So that's an equipped lift. So an equipped lift is still just to parallel, which means the knee crease needs to go below, below the knee joint. Yeah, so your hips need to be in just below it then? Aye. Now, the reason why powerlifting is not in the Olympics is because there's so many different federations with different judging styles. Right. Right? That's why it'll never be in the Olympics. And that's why weightlifting... Because they can't standardise it, basically. It's so hard to standardise. And these people hurt world records, but then you watch it and you go... The judges are just like, hey, you've you got that. Do you know what I mean? Whereas weightlifting is so standardised that to get into weightlifting, like if you're at a club and you're like, I want to get into weightlifting, somebody will come. It's the same rules, I. Aye, aye, somebody same. will come and say, you, you if you don't uh, abide by these, you'll not be in our club. Mm. And that's why weightlifting, you don't see many weightlifting clubs. And that's why you don't see many great weightlifters because there's not that many clubs, but it's so standardised that when they are good, they're fucking amazing. Mm. And there, but there's not that many random people doing weightlifting. It's not because it's super technical. It's because there's not many clubs. The bodysuit one's interesting. Do you ever put one on? Never put one I've on. I've seen Big Steve and Jim aye, 24 aye. mess about with them and I'm like, mad, isn't aye. it? Aye. But again, it's like, I can't even say this word. Why can I not say the word? Elasticity. Elasticity, aye. Like, what, it's just, it's that tight that... It's just tight in the in the, the stand-up position. Aye. So, if you bend down, it wants you to stand up. Aye. I just think it, I just think it's daft. Mm. I just think it's daft. So obviously, strongman use that as well. Mm. But when it comes to powerlifting, we'll just keep stick to powerlifting. So you need to, no matter whether it's equipped or raw. And raw refers to the only piece of stuff equipment you're allowed is a belt, belt, a weightlifting belt, knee sleeves, and knee, uh, wrist wraps. Right, right. Wrist wraps, no actual. No, 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 no wrist wraps. Wrist straps. wraps. Right. right. So weigh a squat. You need to hit parallel. You also need to wait for the command to squat. So they'll say squat, and then there's no command in the bottom because you just come back. You don't imagine need to pause. there was the guy's daydreaming. <laughs> oh, sorry, up, up, up. <laughs> so the bar has to go straight up. If you stop, come back down, and then go back up. It's a field lift. Right, right. So that's what I was meaning. There's different. There is rules kind of within each. Of aye. So there's three judges. There's a judge at the front, judge at each side, and they're judging whether they think it was depth or they're judging whether the bar went up and down they're judging a couple of things so in a squat they're just judging if the bar goes a wee bit down you feel the lift right because it needs to go straight up even if you stop and go up it's still a lift but if you drop a wee bit and go up it's a fail right. so then an equipped bench again it's a suit right it's a bench suit right <laughs> so is it different for the squat suit aye is it aye big time <laughs> so I, people are like benching like a thousand pounds like 400 odd kilo 500 um, kilo it's see, like, see they're stuck the, in this position. Aye, so aye, stuck here. they're stuck. Aye. See Mark Bell's thing, what's that called? The sling, slingshot. slingshot. Is that allowed? No, because no, the, 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 no, but the bench shots are way better than that anyway. Are they? Right, aye, okay. that's like the, that's the dumbed down version of a <laughs> yeah, bench shot. So, so confusing, but we'll just get into this so we don't need to speak about it again because I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, <hate> don't <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. It's boring as fuck. So they lift like crazy amounts of weight, but it's fucking the equipment doing a lot of the work, mm. but it takes a lot of skill. Still but it's all guys doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's new young guys doing this. Then, but, uh, deadlift, you're doing it at a deadlift bar, right? Deadlift bars are still used in other competitions as well, in Raw, but you've got a deadlift bar, so a deadlift bar's longer, 
so it's more whippy, so it'll bend quicker. So you'll be able to take the weight up and the weights will still stay on the floor. So you've got a little bit more range of motion. It's thinner, so it's easy to grab onto. And the knurlings are that wee bit better. Right. Right, so you're able, it's just, it makes it that lift, the lift it a little bit easier. to allow the suit again. But still no wrist wraps. So that's yeah, it yeah. for that. Right, so. So that's your equipped lifts. That's your equipped lifts. Then we go to raw. So we are deadlift as well. What you got to remember is, this is why when people say, oh, I, ha- I have this 250 deadlift, and I'm like, right, let's see it. So they've got straps, they're hitching, right? So you're not allowed to hitch in a deadlift in any any federation, any sport. Explain hitch. So a hitch is, um, maybe stand up here. So no, I'll, I'll explain for the audience. You wiggle your hips to get, so you get that lift. Ah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So the it's like bar- a tiny bit of momentum and thrust. That momentum, right? Aye. You're allowed that in strongman, you're not allowed it in powerlifting. So it's basically, I hit my 230. Yeah. So I was, because I got halfway and I was like, and when I go and I was like, fucking hell, now I go it up. Aye, aye, so that, you're not allowed to do that. The bar goes down a little bit as well. Failed. It's a failed lift as well. But, and also, some people don't hitch, but they use their legs to drive up. So it'll get to here and they'll start slowing down and they'll push their legs. Thrust. They won't push their bum, they'll right. push their legs. Right, they'll okay. go like that. And then on push their tattoos? No, it's like it's you can you can tell with the, the knees. Way, it's ah. it's just like they, they, they have it more on their legs and mm. they push up with their legs. That's a failed lift. And soft knees at the top. So basically oh, like lock. you you've locked out your hips, but your knees are not fully locked out because you kinda get it. Mm. So soft knees. Or soft hips have locked out their knees. What about the upper back posture is there anything on that because some people obviously will lock out and they'll still be hunched you need you you can't be hunched at the end you need to you need to pin everything back again though if you stop and it drops you but then you pin it back it's a failed lift Mm. do you know what i mean it's actually quite technical and when you look at it so you've got a lot of federations and they're all different which is the this problem for getting into the olympics the main part the main powerlifting federation is the ipf the international powerlifting federation that's got the most stringent uh testing the most like drug testing uh you need to be using specific barbells they've got other nationals so you need to go into nationals to then get into the ipf to get into the nationals you need to have a specific number so you need to be like training a lot going into all these different competitions if you miss these competitions you don't get in at all so you need to be you can't have a lot of time off mm. so you see ever see these i used to see powerlifters and go why do they not just know in this competition mm. and then they get stronger well then they wouldn't ever be able to compete in the next one and the next oh, one yeah, yeah, so they yeah. need to build it back up so for the ipf you use a stiff bar so this is when it gets even more confusing for everybody right mm. so you get different bars for different lifts but in the IPF, there's just one bar, stiff bar, that's it. Mm. So it's high tensile strength, so it doesn't bend a lot. It's got knurling in the middle, knurling at the side, and it's fucking, the bars are fucking knurled. Right. Like, they are, I've used one, and I was like, fucking hell, man. What, thick? No, like, the knurling's, like, Smooth. sharp as fuck. Oh, sharp, right, Sharp right, right, as fuck, right. so you can grip on that like fuck. <laughs> so you get thorns stabbed <laughs> in your hands. Then, obviously, you're using calibrated plates. Mm. So calibrated plates are super thin, which means the bar won't bend. So see when I'm like doing big lifts, if I'm using the big things, you see the bar bending, but it's just because like, oh, yeah. it's just because <laughs> the weights are a wee bit further out. So you use calibrated plates, which are like to to the T, pretty close to the actual weight. Like people won't know, but weights in the gym aren't that accurate. Mm. Like you can put it on, it'd be like half a kilo off. That's how when everyone's probably experienced this when they went from one gym to another gym. 
and they're like, man, that bar feels heavier or that feels heavy. Aye, aye. Like, why is that so difficult? And it might only be a couple of kilo of difference, but if you've ever used the 1.25 kilo plates for your progressive overload, look what it can do. Aye, that, so, that 1.5 is uh, a big difference. It can, it can throw things off for sure, but aye, it's, it, it can over, overcomplicate it. So raw, then, to me, that's the more... This is this is honestly why, at the start, as much as I'm no... Know that I'm no big on powerlifting, but raw lifts, no wraps, no, even belts, just like something that looks, that translates into everyday life, just that raw strength, that to me is more attractive and something that I want to pursue more. Yeah. Um, so these tools definitely have its have their value for sure. Like uh, if you're trying to push the boundaries of, I don't know, say it's not your forearms giving up your deadlift, but it's your, it's your hips, then maybe wrap them up with wrist wraps to get more, endurance and hypertrophy Aye. in your hips. That's that what I was going to say. The only reason a belt is used is not to, not to give you any extra on your lift because if you trained beltless, you could still get a lot of, you could, you could definitely go into a competition and hit very, 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 very close to your lifts. But what it will do is give you that core endurance to train all the time mm-hmm. through the big lifts. Mm-hmm. It will be like, because... So I do three sets of deadlifts and I'm like, your core's fucking getting, knackered. It's getting weak. So that's one of the reasons why a belt is used. It's for endurance to be able to squat, bench, deadlift so fucking consistently and your core doesn't give away. Aye. Does anyone not use a belt? So I, so there was a, so. Because that motherfucker's standing out, isn't he? Mate, <laughs> the work, it's like, where's his belt? Don't so the lifters these days are getting insane, like, insane. So you've got sub junior, which is 18 and under. So you can be 18 years old and then under. And then junior is 19 to 23. And then 23 to 39 is open. So that's obviously, and then 39 plus is your masters, then masters two, then masters three. Basically just all your old guys. That's what bio, bio lanes in masters. Cause he's 45, is he? Something like that. Ah, he's older. He aye, older. aye. So there was this one guy, 18 years old or 17 years old, deadlifting 310 kilos at a belt. Everything he comments like, ah, mate, did you do that with a belt? And I was like, ah, you just done it with a belt. And he was <laughs> Because he's a bit of a bigger boy, he doesn't need a belt. Because mm. the belt was, he said the belt was actually hurt him. Mm. So he just didn't, he doesn't use a belt. 310 kilo, 18 years old. <laughs> I'm like, that's insane. And uh, we Daniel messed me the other day, yesterday. And he was like, I can't mind what he said. And I was in there, because he said, oh, what was it again? He was talking about bench. And I was like, aye, aye. I was like, my bench is catching up. I was like, one of the most, he said we thought about motivation, that's what it was. And I was like, one of my motivations is there's a 19-year-old girl in America who bench presses more than me. I was like, that is... I mean, I'm not being sexist here, but fair, like, fair play to my follower. That's like, fucking awesome, man. I'm that is at, awesome. I, I, I watch her and I'm like, that's fucking amazing. But I'm like, right, I can bench press more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I if I go, no right now, like, but if I, if I actually put some effort in, then I can, I can do that. And I think that's a good thing for when you're looking at other people. I'm not looking at her and going, I can do me on her. I'm going, if she's capable of that, then I'm definitely capable of that. And I look at other big guys and I go, right, they're hitting 300 kilo deadlifts. I go, no right now. And I think it's a great thing for, because we speak about when you're on social media and you're comparing yourself to these people, you can look at it two ways and you can go, that cunt's really strong, I'll never be that strong. Fuck. Fuck. And you're walking into the gym, you're doing like a 200 kilo deadlift. That guy's doing 280 for reps and he has, and you're like, fuck man, I'm fucking shite. Or you can look at it and go, he can do that. 
can I do that? Wonder what I can do, yeah. I wonder what I can do. So this is what I really like about powerlifting and the difference because you can look at physiques all day and there's always going to be someone stronger than you. Yeah. But with physiques, there's always going to be another picture that looks better Aye. or maybe a wee bit photoshopped or you don't have the genetic makeup of your abs looking the same way as this guy. So it's hard to compare appearances. But when it comes to strength, it's very black and white. Yeah. You either get it or you don't. Yeah. And it's not for debate. It's not for judges to go, ah, his biceps aren't symmetrical or his shoulders aren't as big as that guy there. There's no, like... There's no judgment on the appearance side of things. Right. But with lifts, you know you deadlifted X one day and you're working on your program, which we'll go into in a wee sec, but you're you're in that program and you're working through it and then you see your lifts literally progress. That's that's a step forward. Yeah. I can tell you first time for bodybuilding, I was getting leaner, I was getting bigger, I knew I was getting leaner. And I'm looking at myself still going, I'm not good enough. Because there's too many other distractions and it's yeah. very vague and there's there's so many different things that's going on. But with your lifts, did you do it? Uh, sorry, was that more weight than what you previously done? Yes, that's all you need to know. Aye, it's aye. literally that black and white. And that's what I do like about just lifting in general. And and I know this is a bit powerlifting, but this is a this is a this is why I think it's a good strategy for most people to to look at. It doesn't need to be just squat, bench and deadlift, but just on your list when it comes to compound movements, for sure. Right. So what goes into training then, so you went, you went through, you've exposed yourself to quite a good bit of programming. I have too. What's been the sort of learning and the difference? It's, is it more exposure? Well, first things first, you've got phases, right? Mm. And I think if anyone's listened to our previous episodes, any program you do, the best strategy to get the most out of that programming, no matter what your goals is, is phasing them and exposing yourselves to higher reps, lower reps, medium reps, whatever you want to call it, because the research is clear on that, that your body will adapt to what you're doing, regardless of your goal. So to peak at whatever your goal is, exposing yourself to all of them, will build strength, will build muscle, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. what's been your learning on your the, the lifting? The biggest thing that I always knew but even more now that I'm really getting that wee bit stronger and that I need to be that more conservative because if I'm no, I'm fucking tired. So obviously at the start of the year, training was so poor, so inconsistent. And then I hit the 240 deadlift and I was knackered. Done in. Hmm. Couldn't squat much, couldn't take bench much. I was done. Right. And then obviously got food poisoning and then I was like, right, I'm going to get this. You know what I mean? I was like, right, fuck everything else. I'm like... Because you actually had a wee break and then I, you missed it. <laughs> when you think about it that's aye, really aye. what it comes down to but then I was like what do I really want here I was like I want to be a powerlifter like that's that's it no I don't really care how much I look I want to be a powerlifter at this point and I was like right I'm going to do a powerlifting program and that's how I was like I can't can stop and I was watching it was like be conservative with your numbers and the first two weeks I was super conservative and then I was like bench is feeling so easy mm. I was like right good right we're on to something so being conservative with your numbers is, is key no, it's, because, it's because of that saying less is more mm -hmm. when it comes to lifting weights yeah as much as your goal is to get a stronger bench actually easing taking the foot off the gas a little bit when it comes to the weight that's on the bar and reducing it with lighter weight has then led you to lifting heavier weight so i i try and explain to my clients these days especially even more now they're like oh fuck that <laughs> set wasn't as good or i've hit this before and I go, cool, I've hit a 190 squat before. And I was like, I could probably do it today, but I'd be fucking knackered after why? it. why? Exactly. It's like the Ukrainians again, but why? No, but right? it is. But, <laughs> but why? I was like, why do you want to hit that? 
and they can't explain it and obviously they can't explain it because it's, a, it's a hard one because to wrap your head around when Aye. you think about it Aye. and it's why we when we're younger particularly guys and i'm sure there's in fact i know there's there's girls that do this as well and they just go for it and it's like i just need to, i got 100 last week i want to get 102 this week i get 102 last week i want to get 105 this week progression can't keep happening at that linear sort of matter no and it's the same with your fat loss goals could you lose fat and cut calories and do everything and lose five kilos from the scale in eight weeks yes but why don't we take our time with it and we do less so that you can not only lose five kilos in a year's time but keep it off forever because that's really the thing for, like aye, aye. the risk of pushing it like that is where the injury part of it comes out big time so there's there's the guess the controversial part that I remember us having this conversation in episode two or episode three, so right right back at the start. Injuries and powerlifting then? Low as fuck. Low as fuck. You think so? Low as fuck. So I was looking into it and it was it was certainly higher, but I've got a theory as to why. Equipped. Equips one part of it. Aye. Ego is probably the other part. I think that would be the biggest lesson I would say for most people getting into You watch all the big injuries, they're all equipped after me. Yeah. They're all equipped. But th- that too, but see the guys who do injure themselves like you you you've got a very good pulse in it because i think you're your pt and you're a coach and you understand the whole but like what's the point like i may as well guarantee that i'm going to get the lift aye. at x amount of stage so that's why when you go into a powerlifting comp you know your numbers that you're going to put in the bar aye, aye. that's another thing that people don't don't forget it's like you know on the on the day you're not just going, a random you're number going, oh fuck that guy's got 300 if i need to beat him i need to do 310 aye, like, aye. you should know what you're doing going well, into welcome doing that in the last lift absolutely so but that's where the risk of injury can go up a little bit more and that's why your programming matters going into it so see be fair right see for non-equipped lifting it's it's ve- you are so accustomed to the lifts you're not going to get injured if you're lifting like a dafty squat mentioned head lifting nah. you're you're going to get injured Aye. so you're strong you're see after that volume phase at a volume phase you are fucked but see at a peaking phase when you're peaking for strength the end of the peak is when powerlifters feel the best because mm. their volume's low, their strength's high, their sleep's really good. The only thing they think that it's nerves and adrenaline, though. Like, yeah, and but the nerve, so the the fatigue that you're getting at the end of that volume stage, there's more risk of your form breaking down. Oh, I absolutely. And I think that's where, like, if you, so some people's like, right, I need to hit my ten reps, so they'll push through to get their ten reps. But then they know their form slipping and there's that fine balance of do I push this other rep? Yeah. Or do I fucking re-rack it? I've yeah. caught myself in it. Mm-hmm. You've probably caught yourself in it as well. You're like, nah, I probably shouldn't have done that rep there. But you expose yourself enough time in your training programme to that, you know what you're capable of to your point going into it. You're not being a fanny when you Aye, turn you know, up to you, your fucking lift. It's, you actually learn so much about your body doing something like that. Aye. Like when you're power when you're bodybuilding, you don't really know what your body's thinking. Do you know what I mean? Your joints could be a wee bit achy, but you're no really like when you're squatting, your ankles need to be good. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Your knees need to be good, your hips need to be good, your shoulder mobility needs to be good. I found out that's the one thing that I found out. When you're benching, your elbows need to be good, your wrists need to be good. Like if major joints. If none of these major joints are feeling good, you'll know. Whereas when you're bodybuilding, you've got strapped up and you're wrapped up and you're all this, and you don't really fully know unless you're at a pure elite level. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's how, and when you're looking at PEDs, PEDs will strengthen the muscles or build the muscles, but they won't build the tendons and the ligaments. Do you know what I mean? So 
powerlifters. They can't expose you either. You no. can't get the exposure just by taking gear. No. When you think about it, you still no. need to, like, you don't just wake up after taking gear and all your lifts are doubled. Aye. You still need that progression. You still need that exposure of squatting regularly. And that will, yes, in return, give you maybe a wee bit more stimulus and a wee bit more growth and and you can get away with more, but it doesn't. It's not just a cheat code to, to everything as well. Everything still needs to be dialed in. It does, it does. And obviously you need to fit into the weight class as well. I was going to say that, if you're, when you're like talking like gone way back and you're like, why do you love it? None better than being in a commercial gym. What, you don't pull that wire up? Oh, aye. And <laughs> say that again. None be better than being in a commercial gym, right? And lifting more than guys on steroids. <laughs> No, there's none. There isn't. I remember the feeling on right early days. I always naturally had a, no naturally, I, I, I trained a lot of bench and a lot of pressing. And I remember looking about and going, I'm actually stronger than some of these bigger guys. Yeah. And I used to always say that if if I couldn't fight, I could push you really hard because yeah. my pressing power was, was, was really good. And this was before I took anything. So I'm thinking, like, I remember that feeling. Mm-hmm. Don't know where that feeling went, but it disappeared for a few while. And I think, <laughs> I think this is because I was following all the aesthetic guys. Aye, aye, and then that's it, that away. to me was, I was like, right, cool. That's I, you want I, to it's be. cool being strong, but I want to look good. I want to look bigger. And I get so fixated on my looks. Now, through this time, I've got a girlfriend at the, with Jillian. And we're still new in a relationship. So I want to look good. I want to be the I big guy. I, want, I, big I, guy. I liked, uh, to your point, when somebody came up to you and goes, fucking hell, you're lifting that. I got that same thing when it was like, fucking hell, look at the size of you. So that was the compliment that shifted me. Ah, Remember yeah. back to the, ah, yeah, when I'm in ah, high yeah, school yeah. and somebody going, fucking hell, Dale, look at your abs. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking training abs every day. Aye. So there was a lot of aesthetics focused. The age of 22, 23, I didn't squat. I hadn't squatted at this point. I'd done a little bit of squatting. I couldn't hold the Smith machine, but I had to do Smith machine squats because I couldn't hold the bar on my back. And then I started getting strong and see the power of going, fucking hell. I couldn't do a hundred kilo deadlift, and now I'm doing a hundred kilo deadlift, and and that strength just compounding and compounding and compounding. There was almost a part of me I was like, man, why did I not do this to start my training? Aye. I kind of done it. I don't think there's a right or wrong with it. If I had to choose, I would definitely focus on strength first now. Yeah, yeah. But that to me is what led me down that path. But there is no better feeling than the strength gains that you get because no. there's, there's a hype around it. No. And it, like I said, it's no. Is he the biggest guy in the gym? It's, is he lifting that? Aye. aye. Fucking hell, you just lifted that. Aye. It's black and white. Na- aye, nobody cares. And that's the thing. In a bodybuilding show, you are the weakest, feeling the shittest. At a powerlifting show, you're feeling your best and your strongest. Aye. It's complete opposite feelings. Is there any down? What, is, what would you say is the one, or would you say there's any downsides of powerlifting? I know you love it, but like being Men- Mental complete- fatigue. Yeah. Mental fatigue. What does that look like? Just like broken, burnt it, burnt it. Uh, so that 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 girl that I was talking about who's from America, she put up a video and I was like, you know what, that actually makes me feel better because I was like, nobody's talking about this. Nah, nobody's talking about this. You've just seen everybody. She was like, she was fucking she was in the motor crying because she'd been feeling lifts. She was feeling fatigued. She just wasn't hitting what she was meant to hit. And I was like, that's how I feel some so, like sometimes. Like Imagine you outside JD's like, oh, there's Jim. How are you doing, James? <laughs> so, oh, man, I'm just so emotional right now. <laughs> the weirdest thing is I would I had I had every lift. Yeah. And I got every lift, but on the way to the gym, I had to psych myself right up. I'd be like, right, like you need to dial in this warm-up. You need to, like, th- this last warm-up is going to decide how you feel. 
and I start warming up. And even although every single time I'd been got to that gym and the warm-ups had been feeling good and I'd still been feeling strong. Questioning yourself. Still question myself every single time because the mental fatigue was high. Mm-hmm. Do you know that way? Obviously, other things have been happening, but it doesn't give your brain that time to recover when you're at the end of a block like a volume block you're like you're fucking knackered because you're squatting you're benching and you're deadlifting multiple times a week so hard on the cns mm. do you know what i mean and you don't obviously you don't get the aesthetic goals as well like you do get bigger and stronger but going into a peaking phase volumes is much lower so you're not getting the the muscle Stimulus gains the but you still need to eat the high amount of food so you're obviously going to like gain a little bit of body fat and then when you've gone into the volume phase you're cutting a little bit and you're so you're, you're still kind of focusing. It, there's an art to it. There's there an art it's to like, it. It's like, it's no, you're, you're just no just lifting heavy every day. No. Your sleep needs to be dialed in. Your recovery needs to be good. Your movement, probably, you can't just gas out and not have any no, gas no. tank because you need that gas tank to get your one That's lift. What you, so you look back and I always remember saying something, jumped out of the floor, I think I'm make go to powerlifting. She's like, they no fat. Yeah. And that's the thing. They used to all used be, to be fat. And in mm. 2006, somebody called Dan Green came in, bodybuilder started smashing powerlifting and then i think that's when all the wee guys and all the younger guys were like right i want to be him because they're like i like the strength but i don't like the fatness hmm. do you know what i mean i don't like i don't I why guess, I look like all well, these guys you see when i think about it probably why i didn't go down the strength route because every strength person i looked at yeah they were strong but i was like i don't, would rather look good i would rather look good Aye. like because i know people to this day when they've got a t-shirt on and I'm like, you just look like a fat old guy. Aye. And I'm like, but, but I know fuck. he can lift 300 kilo deadlifts. And I'm like, you could not tell. And I think that's the, that's almost the empowerment, like that comes behind the strength training in a way. Aye. Cause that's, that was, that is honestly what I love. And there was no much inspiration no, for no, me. No, no, no. I seen, uh, to be fair, I started seeing Larry Wheels when I was like in my earlier, I cause Larry Wheels is about the same age as me. And I seen him starting to get a wee bit more famous. I was like, who the fuck's this guy? Aye, aye. And then I found a podcast that was that exposed me to like full body training. And then in that full body training, it was compound lifts. And then I was like, fucking hell, this is this is great. Aye, aye. So um, for me, that's probably the, the only thing I would say. The downside for me is for my style of training where I'm at, I, love, I, I would love to get into powerlifting, but I don't like for where i'm at in my life now i don't want to be pigeonholed into a specific category so the one like there's a couple of things that that's missed in in your powerlifting which you can bring in depending on your programming but overhead kind of pressing and unilateral work so that's where i'll just have a a right now where i'm at getting strong on all those movements you could definitely 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 add in an extra 30 minutes and only day unilateral stuff mm-hmm. at a lot much lower intensity yeah. so you're getting the stability and the mobility aspect of the mm-hmm. movements so it's, that's where there's probably the only downside that i see with it and i see some of the younger guys are getting so caught up in powerlifting and it is about the lifts and all that sort of stuff but then if you're constantly doing those lifts you can create some imbalances with your lifts if you're not if you've not got a coach working with you and it's kind of highlighting these points and that's probably the important part part to actual get a coach aye, aye. even for yourself as much as no so i'll be doing so going to stag do i've already got a 10 week plan sorted up then at christmas i'll be getting a coach mm. going straight starting for january i'll be coached and i'll be going for whatever the one is in summer i'll be going for it that's it good like right right up for it hopefully i can hit like a 195 high bar this year 260 deadlift 
and then 115, 120 bench. And then that's my starting numbers going forward. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So see, when you say 195, I'm, in my head, I'm always like, that's a shite number, I'm going for 200. <laughs> <laughs> no point. That's where you go, your ego goes to go. That's where the two, like the 1.25s are massive in power lifting. Massive. Would you ever get the wee one kilo plates? Or 0.5 so, kilo plates, sorry. So they're not as common anymore, but they did used to do that quite a lot. But, I because they used to have, like, they, they used to do that. They do that more with Olympic weightlifting than anything. Yeah. Because obviously. That makes a difference. Aye, aye. It does that wee one kilo. Aye, aye, Because they're like, in a snatch, I think the max snatch is like 240. Is it? My eye's still heavy as fuck, mate. I know it is, but fucking heavy, crazy. mate. So obviously your max squat is four like four hundred plus in that powerlifting competition. But like when you look at it like that, it's what was I talking about? <laughs> the progressive overload, the plates. Aye, the plates, the plates. Aye. So the one kilos are not valuable anymore. Going for two hundred as well. I was saying it's the ego. It's the ego. And that, so it's the ego, that's what mate. I mean. That it's, it's hard. Like you if you see if you go right. That's what I say to people. See if you go less this week and you're guaranteed more next week, would you know rather do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, like you go, right. So, my, my gym crush is in the gym now. I need to hit this today. <laughs> so when I say I've got a 255 deadlift and I've got a 190 squat and I've got a 115 bench, they're like, did you hit that? That's fucking great. I was like, I didn't hit it. But I'm honest with myself and that's what the numbers that I've done have spat out with me. So any number below five, it's going to give you an accurate representation of your one rep max, right? What, what do you mean? So if you put in, if you do four reps at this weight and you put in a one rep max calculator, it will tell you a pretty close number to what you're going to hit. Do you know how that's working it out? Uh, no, but you, you know, like, see if you've done it before, mm. you'll go, if you go, right, you need to do it once. Yeah. You need to get, out, you need to get a one rep max calculator, you need to do it, and then you need to hit that number. And you go, how accurate was it? to the number that they gave me and then going forward you know oh well I was actually three kilo less yeah so next time it spits out a number you go around three kilo less and that's my max do you get me so I'll come on to the one rep max number and the calculator in a sec because I followed a program which I still get access to from PhD deadlift and all that so let's talk about the programming side of things yeah what would you how are you structuring that program right so mine's a 12 week program there Mm-hmm. Zero one rep maxing, none. But I did four rep max on deadlift. I did four rep max on squat, and I did three rep max on bench. By the end of it, on my last week, then deloading. I actually be taking three weeks to deload because just because I've got a holiday, mm-hmm. right? Then I'll be going into a peaking phase, which will be at the end. It'll be one rep maxing. But what you got to remember about powerlifting is your one rep maxing or your lifts in a one day. Right. So you really need to be primed for all the lifts. Do you get me? So you can say, I I've got a two hundred squat, but if you two hundred squatted one week, and then you done your two forty deadlift the next, mm-hmm. you don't have a two hundred squat and a two forty deadlift. You need to be hitting them at least on the one week of the one day. Yeah. Do you get me? Because if if you I had my heavy deadlift, so I was fatigued as fuck. Ah, it's then I hit my squat. Then I hit my bench. So they are accurate numbers because I was fucking fatigued as fuck. Ah, you're not fresh going into it. So I was just looking at, because they had a one rep max calculator in this. And the way we established your one rep max, because this program I used was percentages. It wasn't the RPE. RPE. So it looks like it was 
whatever you done of the eight reps on your last set, it spat out your one rep max to that point. Like yeah. it's, it's going to be more accurate. And then we worked off, so like the wee calculator here, it's like it works up your, so I've put in 10, right? So for 10 kilos, it says my one rep max would be 13. If I get the, the 10 reps at uh, 10 kilos at eight reps. Yeah. Um, just doing that for easy sake. I don't lift 10 kilo squats. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking you get a 10 kilo bar. Aye. So I remember like within that program, I might actually run that again because that's that's quite good. What you got to remember gonna... is anything over five kilos is going to spew a number that's probably not going to be super accurate. Over? Over five over five reps. You think so? Absolutely aye. Because then it gets to a point where the mass isn't it's not as accurate anymore. The closer you get to the, the rep you want, it's going to spit a more accurate number. Mm. Do you get me? Yeah. So the the higher well, you I'm go, I think how um, that the coaching apps that we use because they spit out one rep maxes. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. So they like for my clients, I can see what their estimated one, one rep, rep max, max is. I feel all the volume in that, that yeah. that's went in there. But it would make sense, like how reserved that eight rep. If I'm doing eight reps of a hundred kilos, it's estimating my one rep max is going to be about one twenty, one two five, so which probably about right if you if you think so about it. So what is that for squat? If it's whatever. Right. I'm just saying 100 kilos is the number. Oh, 100 kilos. If I'm hitting 100 kilos for eight reps on any lift, right. then at an, an estimation is usually about 20% when you think about it. It depends. For fresh eye. No, you're not just, I'm not just walking up that day and going for 120. So there has to be four reps. There has to be a three rep rep yeah, range. Yeah. There, has to, there has to be exposure to it, to and your you point, because that's where the injury part comes Aye, into that play. Aye, that is exactly that. Because you're, you're just going, right, okay, if I can lift. Most people, most guys tear a muscle on lighter weight higher reps every time and the like but I, i've done 160 before How the fuck is that? their form breaks down and they've not warmed up correctly aye, so aye. literally what it comes down to mm -hmm. and it f f <laughs> baffling to me that to this day and age people still look at the warm-up and go that is a waste of time actually like i'm going to do my my uh, video on that today i forget how many people don't warm up i know majority only, pe I, majority of people in the gym don't i tell people the only reason i'm strong it's because I warm up. Mm -hmm. I, don't even, I, I couldn't do anything close to that. I need to get my mind ready to lift. I need to get my full body ready to lift. Mm -hmm. If I have a conversation with somebody before a heavy lift, I'm not hitting that. So if you think about it, if you've not done any warming up, you've just had conversations with people, you're not lifting. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So then to that point, that's probably the, the other downside of powerlifting just now because there is a mentality that you need to have going into it. And I think that's the one thing as much as you might be you need power lift that, training. You need that place. Aye, so when you're power lift training and you're a you're beginner and you're coming into this, you don't necessarily need to do that just at the start because you're overwhelmed with just the training program to yeah, start yeah, with. Yeah. So it's kind of picking your battles at that point. But it's certainly something that I, I believe everybody should expose themselves to Aye. for sure. Because it's, I believe it's a, it's a healthy sport to a degree, much healthier because at the end of your peak, you're the strongest best you've ever felt yeah. do you know what i mean all, all sports are unhealthy right. but you're right when you break it down it's fundamentals it's actually no too bad a trade-off see what you get or you Aye. get a strong sitting down standing up you Aye. get a strong bending over picking up you do you, but you, like any sport can get abused oh absolutely absolutely if you start if you start abusing peds in any sport then when does it stop because you're like i just want to get stronger and stronger and stronger and then you're like fuck man i'm just gonna take more and more and more if you're doing it naturally you can stop and you just go right cool that was fucking great gonna bring everything back down wait i wonder what you'll be like when you hit your your peak strength horny as fuck mate 
I don't think you will be. I think you'll be like, nah, I want me. I know you will. I will, but I know. I, I remember hitting one eighty that one eighty squat that day. I was like, that was fucking amazing. When does it wear off though? You just get back and back on it. It's the job. <laughs> when you leave the gym, <laughs> like I did one eight five next. Probably a couple of days. Probably a couple of days. You probably have that rush. So you you said something in your training just now. You hit all your lifts. Yeah, and I think probably the missing part of your training just now is is probably missing a lift because oh, that's, that's there is learning. Yeah, there's miss learning. And missing that. So no, you've not you've not done it yet. I missed the one hundred six week ago. Mind? Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. last rep, I just chucked it off me. But I've and, not failed a squat in ages. I've not failed a deadlift in ages, mm. which is good. Mm. Which is good. Very good. You need to feel at the start, but there should be a time where you shouldn't be feeling. Because you get to a point where you shouldn't be feeling less. Because if you're feeling less, you're almost doing too much at that point. Ah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. is that what happened on the bench then? Aye. Can I went for it? To, went up too I was quickly. only made to day four. I, don't, I went for a fifth. <laughs> there you go. She <laughs> <laughs> you go. And then you go, right, if I feel that you go coming on, stop it. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. that you go was the reason I feel that lift. <laughs> but I don't know why I went for a fifth. Aye. I just had it in my mind. I, I, the weird thing is, I was like, if I get six here, I'll be super, super happy. But if I got four, I'd have been happy. That that's always my argument. So you say to me all the time, like, "Yo, man, you should go into powerlifting." I'm like, "Me deadlifting 100 kilo feels good, man. I'm in control, feels strong. Like this is what I mean. This is the real danger of strength training, powerlifting, whatever. Just training in general. When it's it's no ego driven, but when it's about more weight, more weight, more weight, you forget that." 95% of the fucking world don't even lift weights, right? So if you're lifting weights, you're already separating your, yourself from the masses. You then hit a number. I don't know. I'm just saying 100 kilo. There's no maths behind it. But for me, I'm looking at my body weight and going, I want to lift more than my body weight on all my lifts. And as soon as, as soon as I've checked that off, I'm like, cool. I'm a fucking badass. Why? Eh? Why? Because if you, because most Why? people, because most people can't, that is, no, don't, ah, see, no, no, it's see, this is it's the same argument no, to not. why, because I've had it, so why, why? More? but why more, why no more, why more, why that number, what is the point in life, James, why that, that is, that, that is what you're saying, why that number, body weight, why, because it's body ah, see, weight, see, 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 because <laughs> most people can't do their body weight, most people can't do the numbers that I'm looking for, but with going for the pursuit of three times my body weight, it's almost too detrimental to my to my health at that point. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> so I swear, the one of the main powerlifts, the new John Hack, which is the program that I'm following, he is a 403 kilo deadlift at 90 kilo body weight. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. 403 mile. That's for 90 kilo. Mm. So less than you. <laughs> that's insane and I, I know, I know that's mad but no but going back like it's like it's dense it's it's a low bar at the entry which is the main thing you can get any powerlifting you might not be the best but you can be really good at it so I have one last thing we haven't spoken about is leverages so how your how long your limbs are like body types you'll be you're, you're actually more suited to be a swimmer mate I am. When you think about it, I, long limbs, long legs, long arms. You'd have you picked the wrong I, sport. Bro. I am the opposite for what you would need for a powerlifter. Uh, you want to be short and stumpy for powerlifting. You damn it. You want to have short arms, short legs, and a long body. Because long body means you can bench more. Mm. So I have everything that is going to hold me back. And I think that's a good thing when I hit like the kind of weights. I'm going to go, I have surpassed everything that I wasn't meant to be. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you're not being put into 
a camp. So Aye. oh, you can't do that. And Aye. I think that's where just lifting weights in general, general can do that. that. That's it gives you that empowerment because it's like there's it can be suited to anyone. Yes, as a sport, you're at a disadvantage. And as a sport, when you're going head to head with someone who's shorter than you, on paper, they should be able to if their programming's been like for like, they will this is where genetics is is a it's just something you can't control. No. There's gonna like going for world titles and all this sort of stuff is a hard game. And if, if that's where your mindset then goes with some of these, yes, is it cool to win a comp and win these lifts? Yes, but this is where the challenge really comes into play. But it's also like the challenge from the sense of, man, I'm going to fucking show them. I'm going right. to I'm gonna do it. Aye. So it can use use it as driving force. Don't use it as a as a setback. Aye, aye. That's, that's what it is. Like, I mean, I, w- I would say to MD, if you look, you're sitting there like, I'm an average man or I'm an average woman. What is the weight that I would say is good? Now, when I'm saying average, I don't mean just your general Jill and Joe. I mean your average height and your average weight. So I'm not talking about an average person. I'm talking about so if you're smaller, you're going to leave it less. Now, I would say for the average man, a good deadlift's about 200. And I mean a good, I don't mean like, I mean a really good deadlift. Like that's a good deadlift for the average man. Why? What? Why 200? Just round number or? Just because of the average people who can... Who do you not think like twice your body weight is a good... What's that thing? If you can do twice your body weight, deadlift, squat and bench. No, no, what is it? It's, I can't remember. Aye, it it's... If you can bench your body weight, if you can squat two and a half times your body... Uh, one no, and a half times your body one, weight. Aye, one and a half times your body weight. And then deadlift t- twice your body weight. Yeah. I would up it a wee bit. I would say that's a little bit too... And, I, and when I say good, I mean like that's a really good lift, mate. Like well done. Because when I, I mean, they used to watch a guy and he was, the reason I wanted to want it to deadlift is because he was like an advanced lifter, 405. I'm, I, I want to be an advanced lifter. And then I got to one, I got to 405, like no, 405 kilo, 405 pounds. I was like, you know what that is? Because I don't see many people doing that. And I go, that was fucking hard. It was the same with two plates in a bench press. Yeah. It just looked badass and it's cool. And then there was, there was like, Point, the fact there was only one other guy in the gym that was hitting three plates on a bench and that's I, I fell in love with that mate I was Aye. like I need to get that I need to do that mm-hmm. and fortunately was training one day and a wee guy I say a wee guy a power lifter was was benching didn't look like anything but he was pushing more weight than me and he goes he gave me a wee couple of coaching cues in my bench and he goes so if you slow that down for the next four weeks of your training you'll hit that I was like, you think so? He's like, you've got the strength to push up, but you don't have the control on the eccentric. So that eccentric part of your training, I can tell you've not focused on that before. Try it and watch what so happens. see my bench? The only reason it's got better in these last six weeks is because I watched a guy and he was like, do soft touch. So you you pause a bench press. We never said that either. Mm. You pause a bench press. This is why I hate, I hate <laughs> it, mate. <laughs> I hate when people tell me their bench press and they bounce it off their chest. Uh, and they have their feet up, they have their heels off, and they have their bum off. I'm like, we don't have the same bench press. Are you allowed that though in the comps? I thought you're allowed your bum off. No, bum has to be on. Back has to be on. Right. Heels have to be on the floor. Heels? Heels have to be on the floor. Feet have to be flat. I th- are you sure? Aye, so there's... I thought da- your feet were da- allowed. No, there's different federations. Right. But the IPF, which is the main one, which if you're a proper powerlifter, you go into the IPF. That's the way your goal is to go into first. You go into the IPF. So the USA, I've got the USAPL, which allow different. So basically, they're just trying to fucking do the IPF. Mm-hmm. But the IPF is still the main one in the world. Feet, feet have to be flat. Uh, bar has to pause. 
So I, I, I get that. Yeah, I do right. that. It's a harder lift. Mm. It's much fucking harder. So I was always benching feet flat and a fucking strong man. Do you remember? Were we, were we, did, did we remember? So strong man, strong man can no, have the heels off. This, this big guy, he's like, and he's power lifting, weight lift. In fact, he's done everything and he's huge and he's strong as fuck. And he commented on my video and he's like, ah. he goes, bring your heels in a wee bit, man. You'll get that. You'll get that. And I was like. So that makes you much stronger with your heels up? And I just thought I was, I honestly, I get dead insecure and I was like, fuck, I'm benching wrong. <laughs> but I always, I was always flat footed. I felt stronger that way, but that was years of training that years way as well. Of, aye, so aye, aye. it's like, it, it's, I remember Ross Harold, fucking Steve had told him to, he'd been benching and he was going for his, he was going for a, a one, max. I think it was a hundred, I don't know what it was, <laughs> but he said, oh, your, your bench is too wide, bring it in a wee bit. And I was like, that was the worst possible advice you could have got because you've never benched that like close. That. So then you get the response to your triceps more than what you've done before yeah. and you kind of get the lift. So you're weaker. Yeah. And that's that's almost to your point, like why you want to go less first because you play a bit with all this sort you of need stuff. You the technique. But I find out what feels right and go for it. And the one thing that, oh, what was I going to say? Straps as well, mate, on a deadlift. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't that's, always been my, that's always been my bugbear. I don't mind as long as you don't compare your deadlift to somebody without straps. Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't dead, it's not the same lift. The I, same. I don't know. To me, it's just, it's badass either way, but it's 100 times more easier to put straps on and deadlift. Oh. And, it's and much I, easier to get injured as well. That too. And, and clients that, my own clients is like, should we wear wraps? And I was like, we will for a style of training to get you more endurance, get you more power, get, uh, get you more of a gas tank. But I know why you're wanting to do it. You're wanting to do it because you're seeing these other trainers and every and their trainers are using wraps with their clients. And you're like, I want to hit that number. And this is where you get caught up in the same world of I, I want to look like that. that and I want to I want to be that strong. Yeah. Let's focus on your strength. Let's guarantee you can get it. But it's more badass for you to hit that with no with no equipment, in my opinion. Yeah. And the other thing that that's a really a hidden benefit for mine is everyday life and you're picking something up heavy. You gotta look like a, a badass when you you're exposed and you have to lift that strength up. If you're the guy who goes, fuck man, I need my belt, I need my wraps, I need my I need my suit to, <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> yeah, to lift yeah. this weight. It, and and they're not gonna be weak people anyway, but you know you know what I mean. No, I think that was one of the things that you probably got rang about actual power lifters back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, we guys in the gym, I, definitely if they take their stuff I just take, assumed that was powerlifting. They take their stuff off, they kinda lift it. Like, they kinda lift anywhere close. But Ed Cohen was like Look, when you're deloading, you do not use equipment. Mm -hmm. You need to learn to lift without equipment as well. Yeah. Do you know I, I, mean? I hadn't heard of people like Mark Vena, Matt Vena and all that sort of stuff. Aye, so I started doing saying their stuff and I was like, man, these are my people. These are these are the guys I've been looking for. Because so it is, it's, good, it's cool. It's, it's, I don't know, there's something just so impressive about it. To me, when someone raw lifts. Aye. And I, I, to me, I'm just like, cool, I'm going to go for it. Aye, I'm going, aye, I'm aye. Going, that's going to be my style of training. That is like... <laughs> This is just me being pernickety, but it, it's not the same lifts as like a gym lift. Do you know what I mean? It's not. If you're strapping up, if you are, uh, if you're strapping up, if you're bouncing it off your chest, that's not the same bench as mine. Do you know what I mean? People are like, oh, I bench me on him. Yeah. Like, I bench it, definitely. It, so it goes into the same argument for me as deadlifting. A lot of people deadlift off the floor mm. and then lose their form and set it back down. Now, getting power lifting, it, the lift is only judged on the way up. Aye, aye. And once you've got the lift, it's, you're dropping it. Aye, aye. So a lot of people then train that way. But see the guys that I've watched and they, they're double hand over aye, and they aye. deadlift and then they control that weight down. I'm like, 
man, that's impressive. But to me, that's where most people should be training their deadlift, controlling that in the way down. Yeah, it, I agree. It boils my blood when I see people deadlift and then they lose their posture on the way down. And I'm like, you're actually weakening. You're strong lifting up. But most people will hurt themselves when they when they bend over to put something down. Yeah. Not necessarily bend over to pick something up. Aye. You know what I mean? Aye. So because they've got no control over that eccentric part of the 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 movement. I agree. So aye, that 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 really boils my blood because it's like my blood. Blood. <laughs> 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 my blood. No, <clears throat> that's why RDLs are king. They are king. Fucking love RDLs. I like them. I've no really done them that much. I love them, mate. I love them. They're one in it. The, the, you strap up. <laughs> damn right damn right I'm fucking making sure that my ass and my hamstrings are doing the work uh, that's probably something I need to it's the one downside of having that of your uh, mindset that I, I, I agree is going <laughs> no it, it absolutely is because I know if I use that tool and get stronger at that movement then it will carry over to it will. my deadlift but I know that as a trainer and that's why as a coach yeah. I can coach my clients like that but for me I'm stubborn Right, I'm only one of my clients use straps, like wrist straps. Only one. I've introduced it to a few clients who are experienced enough. That's I'm why like, I experienced them. Like, right, you can start using when you're like your RDLs. No, you're well, not, not even that. Like, what can a coach to be if you don't expose your clients to it for them to make their own decision up? And this is the one. This is the one thing I hate that every most coaches will do. We've all got our biases, mm. but to be a very good, strong coach, you you can't let your biases. And I think it, it can influence your clients and that's why they come to you in the first place. But you need to be comfortable. They go and look here, this is my buy. So I'm very open. Look, I'll never do, I'll never put a belt on or I might use wraps here and then because of X. Yeah. I don't want you doing it. Make your own mind up. Let me tr let me show you a training style of why, like the, the benefits of using these tools as well because I understand the benefits. I can make the argument of why you would use wrist wraps and make the argument why you'd use lifting gloves for some clients. I can make the argument for and against it and I can make my own decision up but it's my job to for my client to make their decision. None of my clients started lifting gloves. Older clients would. I, I, I actually changed my mind on it because a couple of clients have got like bad eczema and all that in their hand. And before I was like, no. Nah. And I joke with them. I go, you got to get judged on this. My, However, it's still the right thing for my you. Young, uh, it's my younger clients who go, what about the lifting gloves? No. <laughs> no. I've got you're, you're, you're barred. <laughs> I just tell them you're barred. You're, you can't train with me if you want lifting gloves no I've got I've got a couple of older clients who uh, no, skins old, that, older that clients absolutely um, and I've got another client who gets like bad eczema on her hands for, from time to time so when that flares up she's it's like, she's like it's it's fucking it's funny because she's like did I just wear one of them and she'll know who I'm talking about because she listens to the podcast I was like if you want Michael Jackson it you Michael Jackson it <laughs> but, <laughs> but just, double them up I don't wear them at all just, uh, uh, that's where it that's where it comes into, into no, play I can me. Uh, no I can understand that absolutely so hopefully you're more educated than powerlifting. Anything aye. else you we missed that you want to add in? No, because I when I do my powerlifting competition, we'll go over it. Aye, aye, that's I when that's when I'll let have my real. Right, yeah. Because Heather was like, you need a handler, you need somebody to go with you, or you need to meet up with somebody there, and they write down the weights you're doing. You can't go up and give the weights. Oh mate, see if you gave me that job, I'd be fucking with you. It's like you, you did two hundred thirty, put hundred ten on the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy that would do that to ruin your experience. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. What are you got to do then? So have you have you signed up yet? No, no, no. So ten. So go and going through the ten week block first. Go the stag do. Go the ten week peak. Hit the numbers. So I've all done one right max by the end of this year before mm. Christmas. And then I'll use that as the new as your baseline. As when I go to a coach, you go, "This is my this is my numbers. Yeah, this is this is where I, this, this is where I want to be." So I'll 
I'm I'm excited to be in there. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'll sign up for a journey. competition. I'll get a coach. Good. And we'll go for it. Nice. I like it. I like it. I, I'm fucking buzzing for it. It's a wee bit away, a wee bit away, but certainly look forward to. It reminds me when I signed up to my bodybuilding show because regardless of it can be being completely different, it's almost like still still a competition. It's it's out with your comfort zone. It is actually out no, with your comfort zone when you think you mm-hmm. think about it. And it's like one of the things where you're looking at all these people and they're they're going on, they're competing, and there's an attention factor and all that. Albeit it's not about that, but you're like, I can I don't know if I would ever do that. Or maybe younger you is like, I would I want to be that person one day. Mm-hmm. And this is you finally getting to the finally, crossroads. Mate, which is cool. Aye. Which is cool, man. We'll so powerlifting program, you put one together. We're gonna leave a link below for that. Um we're gonna heavily discount it as well. So I don't know, let's say Power fifty will have be the the fifty percent off discount code absolutely, that we'll put behind absolutely. it. And um yeah, if you we'll, if you're we'll interested, actually build an even simpler one. Yeah, so we we you're gonna see a lot of programs. That's probably the 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 only way that we'll probably monetize this podcast is working with people and sponsorships that we truly like the product the thing we mean james is we're very we're not materialistic we don't buy shit (laughs) actually no sponsors i don't take any supplements (laughs) i i stopped taking creatine again because i just don't feel like it does fuck all for me but i know it does stuff yeah yeah genuinely i am stronger when i don't take it yeah don't get it no there's there is a few companies i want to work with for sure but we've been going to that burger joint just up there on Honestly, I'm thinking to them, I know, I know you're fast food and all this sort of stuff, but you get one of the healthiest fast foods that we know, and we're spending 30 quid a week here, man. So <laughs> I, I said to my client the other day, I was like, look, go on addiction to burger grill. It's <laughs> so good. I, so I got one on Friday and Saturday. Did you? I've been averaging so, three So tasty, mate. Um, but I'm, not, can... I'm not having one until I stag do, so that's two weeks. <laughs> You'll it's be good. leaning out, man. Mate, I'll be leaning out, I'll be getting these steps in. But that's one of the biggest problems that powerlifting used to have is like, eat what you want to get strong. Ah, it's just eat hunters. No, it's like, eat well, sleep well, lift heavy. And that's how people are looking better. That's why they look better. And that's why they're stronger in this day and age as well, when you think about it. Oh, aye. Because there's more art and science and... and I don't know what the word is. Like, better. Aye, because it's, it's not just going right, it's just about the programming. Because we know for sure in this day and age where we've got more information. So we know what sleep has effect, mm-hmm. hydration, and performance, what you eat going into the lifts, all this sort of stuff, Yeah. Um, which we'll probably address in a future episode. So the link for that program is going to be below. Um, and yeah, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Have a nice one.